Hi, I'm Gary Schleifer, and this is Beyond the Page, brought to you by Choice, the premier magazine and ultimate resource for professional coaches. Choice is more than a magazine. It's a community of people who use and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their businesses. It's an institution of continuous learning built over the course of 20 years dedicated to improving coaching and the lives of their clients. In today's episode, I talk with Paul Crick, author of Choice Magazine feature article, Tipping Point, The Opportunity for Reinvention, in our most recent issue. Isn't that a fabulous cover? I just love it. Isn't that great? Our art director, Suzanne. Um, Paul is the founder and managing partner of his own leadership development consultancy, the Elevate Partnership. I love that title, Paul. He specializes in helping leaders and leadership teams to expand their inner character and capacity to enable them to lead at their next level. He also serves as a member of the Board of Trustees for the Adagio College of Performing Arts. And you'll notice he's got a keyboard in the background there. So he's he's a performer um, and until recently served on the board of the European Mentoring and Coaching Council, EMCC, UK as a professional development director. Paul's been a management consultant, coach, educator, facilitator, and trainer for over 20 years, working around the world with Fortune 500 and Times 250 corporations, public sector institutions, and voluntary organizations. For example, PricewaterhouseCoopers, Capgemini, and IBM. Just, you know, a couple of small, lesser known names, right? Uh, (laughs) uh, He's taught and coached leaders individually in groups across 22 countries up to and including C-level executives. Paul holds an MBA from Henley Business School, a BSc in Management Sciences from University of Manchester, and is a seasoned accredited coach with certifications spanning several domains of psychology. You're a deep man. Welcome, Paul. Thanks so much for joining me today. I think I'm an old man. Thank you for that very <laughs> kind introduction. <laughs> well, you know, you, you've accomplished a lot. You're you're uh, wise. You're a published author in choice. And uh, I'm really thankful to have you here today to uh, carry on the conversation for our readers and our listeners. So thank you. Thank you for the kind invitation. I, I couldn't help but grab some thoughts when I was reading this article before we get into our, our conversation. But... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the word tipping point, it's, you know, we we're dealing with disruption, resilience and things like that. And you came up with the, the phrase tipping point, which it's been used a lot. But I'm just wondering why that came up for you when it came to what we're going through now and reinvention of coaching. I think we're seeing an adjustment where where people are realizing that the place that work took in their lives is not the place that it needs to take going forwards. Mm -hmm. And I think ever since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, we haven't necessarily seen that. We've seen how do we go faster? How do we become more efficient? How do we become more productive? How do we make more profit? How do we satisfy short-term needs of shareholders? And doing that at the expense of, um, at times, our values, our integrity, and our and our health, frankly. Uh, and I think what the pandemic gave us, if it gave us anything positive, was that opportunity to pause and think and to really consider what is this life that we've been given for 
and why. And it fills my heart with a lot of joy to know that there are people considering that. Uh, and, and some of that is courageous because you're stepping out of um, ingrained patterns of thinking, ingrained patterns of behavior that have become sort of autopilot. You know, we get up, we go to work, we do the job, we come home, we eat, sleep, repeat, um, <laughs> yep. and we parent our families. And, you know, it's it's just that thing. Whereas, you know, people, people certainly in the UK have been saying, why do I need to commute? I've got I've got Zoom. I get four <laughs> hours in my day back. <laughs> right. That's great. I can roll out of bed. I and I can turn up decent at my desk at eight thirty in the morning. Decent. I can, <laughs> yeah. From yeah. here up, right? <laughs> From here, yeah. As, as long as it's visible on camera, you know. If you stand up, no. I won't do <laughs> yeah. That. No standing. Um, no. No standing. Um, so so I think that's what was in my mind was this this place of it's a real pause and therefore perhaps it qualifies as a tipping point that says actually our relationship to work and, and, and is changing. And, yeah. and I only think for the better, I think there are some difficulties in the short term as, as there always are when we, when we make a commitment to move from, you know, they say, they say that, you know, taking action is a, a decision to think differently. Mm -hmm. Making a commitment is, is, is all about, making a choice about how you're going to be yeah. and that takes a lot more effort um, and therefore there's lots of uncertainty nobody knows what's happening people are having to be courageous about saying actually I'm not prepared to go back to what was mm -hmm. I want to create I want to self-author my life the way I want it because mm -hmm this last two years has taught me that life is precious and fragile. Yeah, no kidding. You know, it, um, I, I believe it's a global term, the great resignation. Um, I'm not you, sure. It certainly is in the UK. Yeah, over here in too. The, in North America. So, yeah. Yes. And at first, when I first heard that, I thought it was a whole bunch of people resigning at the same time. What <laughs> I realized is that they've, to your point, they've resigned themselves from having to do work the way it was. And perhaps that's mm -hmm. the tipping point, right? What it was to what it can mm -hmm. be. You know, one of the challenges I'm hearing though of this, um, you know, it's great that we realize what we want and our, and the, the workers, if you will, realize what they want. Unfortunately, some of the management styles are uh, managing by walking around. And if you're there and busy, you're working. Whereas one of the things I've really found that the the whole pandemic and working from home is it was more results oriented. You could work as little or as, as much as you wanted, as long as there, it was more fo results focused. So I, that was one of the things I'm working on with some of my clients is that uh, looking at that. And I think that's important because um, hanging your back, your jacket over the back of your chair, just to prove you're there. Well, who does that benefit? It doesn't mm -hmm. benefit your employer and it doesn't benefit you. Mm -hmm. and, and and time is the one thing we don't get back. So mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's good that we're seeing this, this rethink. And, yeah. you know, some employers are ahead of the game and as always some are behind <laughs> and they're having to play catch up. Um, but the consequences of playing catch up are very real. You know, people yeah. are not willing to accept what they used to accept younger generation is coming into the workforce and definitely isn't doesn't see why they should accept what perhaps you and I accepted when we were 
new into the workforce. So right. I, I see it as a, as a real, hopefully a big adjustment as to how we choose to lead and live our right. lives. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, so I want to ask you, so we've got uh, the article itself, what had you write it? I just think there was a need to um, go left when everyone else is going right. It's it's kind of one of my idiosyncrasies is, is I try to step back and say, what's everyone saying? And, and, and there's a lot of noise about, well, you know, we need to automate coaching and, and you know, it needs to include artificial intelligence. And I was thinking, <laughs> really? Really? Are you thinking about that? What, what that really means in, in terms of how that applies to practice and more importantly, the value that clients get from coaching. So I just I just felt there was a real need to sort of say, well, hang on a minute, let's let's really think. So when I write stuff, I, I try, I don't always succeed, but I try to make people think and say, is that it? So it was really a, a think piece. It, it was, you know, the basis of coaching isn't gonna change because with sentient being talking to sentient being and and the computer is always used as a really poor metaphor for how we as human beings work and therefore we assume that well we can automate it now there are certain things that computing can support in terms of admin tasks so having worked from admin uh, for IBM you know, <laughs> I'm quite familiar with the idea of um, you know, systems of record and they are extremely helpful you know mm -hmm. and you know systems that give you prompts to to help guide clients or remind clients or keep keep the momentum going between coaching right. engagements, that's good. Um, I can see even sort of the stuff that's called AI, mm, we used to call it expert systems long long ago, those of yeah. us enough, old enough to know that. Um, and, and it's an updated view of that. Now I know there's perhaps some listeners that might be tearing their hair out right now as I say <laughs> that, um, but with 13 years at IBM, I think I'm reasonably well placed to, um, to, to talk about that because we used right. to obviously had Watson as a technology, which you know um, found its found its place uh, in certain use cases and in certain places. So, but I think replacing imagining that it will replace the the the, the coaching dialogue where essentially you're co-creating and evolving a conversation to help help a client explore their world and to rehearse things that. You know, are new to them yeah then that was that was the point behind it really yeah well one of the um that you bring up a really good point a lot of uh conversation i've been hearing are are i guess fears and what's fear you know it's it's uh questioning the unknown uh about coaches being replaced by technology and robots and you know so in your conversation with yourself about left versus right um, obviously you're saying that this is a supportive thing, not a replacement thing. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, at one level you are, yes. The other thing I'd mention is, you know, any, any coach worth their salt, their, their goal is to be fired by their clients because if you're creating generative change, then, then why would you want to be in the client's life for mm -hmm. more than the period that they've engaged you for or for the particular episode that they're seeking support for? So you're replaceable anyway from the outset. So whether it's technology or not is isn't the point um I, th I think it's examining what the technology really can do and how it augments what you do as a client in terms of creating the value for your client 
Um, I think I think that's and I, th I think helping the momentum. You know, if you're running a rhythm of, well, I primarily do calls and 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 meetings, then technology is a way for increasing that engagement and retaining that connection for the duration of the coaching assignment. Yeah. Well, you said it really we'll well too. Will, will technology be sentient? <laughs> Not in my no. lifetime. No, I doubt that very much. But uh, to your point, I mean, what you wrote brilliantly in the article were some references to the technology. And instead of it being a replacement is, you know, I love I love how you say avoid being seduced into gaming social media platforms. And, you know, it's there's one thing about being connected with your client and supportive, but it's another one to be, as you put it, gaming the system in order to reach them on mass. Right. And then you you continue it to your other point about delivering value. So there it's it's augment is the key word I'm taking from what you said. It's like it's not replacement. I mean, how how many decades have they said that robots are going to replace man? Like that's been a story that's been going on for as old as time or as long as computers have been around. That's true. And it, it's clearly visceral uh, from the first science fiction movies, you know, um, that came out a fascination with technology and, and and what it can do but our 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 profession is about connection mm -hmm. and the quickest way to connect is is to pick up the phone and say hey how are you and that's all and you, point that's all you yeah. need to do yeah you, you don't need to even if you're working in the corporate world because the all the corporates will say oh yeah but we, you know, we need to use linkedin and we need to form a pod and and, and, and a pod of us need to try and game the algorithm. Well, the algorithms are more or less going to win. <laughs> and so, it's so and it's and it's designed that way. It's it's like it's gaming. It's like a casino. It's geared to outsmart the user. It's geared to keep you there for as long as possible and to encourage you encourage you to do that. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't. But if I like to think. They, so as you can tell from my keyboards I'm being into music and one of, one of the things I always liked and, and I'm old as well so one of the artists I followed <laughs> um, as, as a teenager was Peter Gabriel mm -hmm. and the thing about Peter Gabriel was he didn't put an album out every year and he didn't tour every year but what he did was he, he did something when he had something to say mm. and I think there's so much noise in the world and so much noise in our industry it's, it's difficult to cut through but at the same time, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be successful as coaches. The quickest way to do that is often the shortest, is the shortest and easiest thing. It's, it's like clients will say, have you got any quick wins for me? I say, yeah, I've got a quick win for you. What's the problem? Oh, I'm really anxious. Oh, okay. Um, breathe. Oh, I haven't got time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they want a quick answer, right? A quick solution. But, but I need a quick win. Okay, see that see that forest that's outside your your door. You've got we've we've finished fifteen minutes early. Go for a ten minute walk. No, no, no. I need I need to go and see my personal assistant and and organize the rest of my day. And it's kind of like okay, that's okay. No, no judgment. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a whole <laughs> yeah. But there are there are simpler approaches, and 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 we and that's what I mean being seduced by you know. Mm. You know, here's a step, step, seven step uh, process to coaching success. You know, here, get your click funnel to, to do this. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, yes and no. So the, the purpose of the article was think about what you're doing and why you're doing it.
Mm -hmm. Well, and you give some sage advice, like about, um, and for the uh, listeners to grab the article, it's attached to this recording. Uh, You talk about connect, listen, speaking the truth and delivering value. And I would add, keep it simple. Like I, you know, when you said like, pick up the phone, I was called this week about from a government office, mm-hmm. somebody I emailed once they emailed me, I emailed them and they picked up the phone to clarify everything and to confirm and to introduce themselves. Uh, Paul, I, 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 I couldn't tell you how much I told that person, how much I appreciated that it was a breath of fresh air after two years of unable to reach people and, and COVID this and all the bloody excuses. I'm, I'm like you, it's old school. After two or three emails, I pick up the phone and say, well, you know what? I figure we better talk and save some time, right? In a coaching world, it's, it's pretty simple. Call up your client, check in with them. It doesn't have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to well, be AI. Saying, hey, how you, I was thinking about you, how you doing? Right. You know, we're, we're living in times that you know are, are stressful one way or another. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And and sometimes that's all it takes. And yeah, you know, I've been surprised um, from time to time. I've done that, and and I've ended up in. I I called a guy who I hadn't spoken to for twenty years. We were on the phone for three hours. Wow. That was that was just great. And, yeah. Uh, that can happen. And then you you get the opposite end of the extreme, which is. You're trying to find the phone number of people to talk to and say, look, let's just have a conversation. <laughs> you know, what's the one thing you're trying to deal with? Maybe I can help. Yeah. Maybe I can't. And if I can't, tell you what, that's great. Maybe I know someone who can help with the one thing that isn't, I can't help you with. Yeah. Yeah, so well said. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, and like you say in your article, simple question, how are you feeling? you know, will go way further than any social media post or, you know, uh, or software program or AI. So, so thank you for that. You know, want to say a grounding reminder, <laughs> not just very, and I get the way we're, way we're talking about it today, that it's really meant to be that way. It was meant to be like a, okay, a tipping point can be from, from what was before to what, to bring it back again. But it's, mm-hmm. as you say in your article, it's also an opportunity to create something new, to look at what happened between where it was and tipping and to the, this new place. I think so. I think it's, I think it's like getting a written letter in the, in the post. It's, it's such a rarity and it's, it's such a luxury. <laughs> To go, oh, someone took the trouble to 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 write. Uh, that's that that's great. So I think it's an it is a way of it's a way of standing out. But it's even mm-hmm. but it's even more than that. It's a way of doing genuine connection with people that you want to connect with. Yeah, and that I tell you this: the if COVID taught me anything, it was exactly that. We've connected mm-hmm. with people that normally we see. You know, we talked before the call about how I go away for the winter. And we, we met this couple down there. And other than being there, we never saw them or talked to them in the whole year. And then back the next year and just pick up like best friends. Yes. Well, for some reason, we decided it was important to get together and talk every two weeks. And so we found out more about them. Uh, one of them, their father uh, passed away during COVID. We went to the, to the funeral as best we could under the conditions and were supportive. And it, it just deepened our relationship. And 
well, and now they're coming here to Toronto and we're going to spend a weekend together. So, you know, it's really rich, really rich opportunities came out of it. So um, what else should coaches focus their energies on these days? That's such a good question. And it's so individual. Um, I guess the way I'd answer that is, is to continue doing the work. Mm. Um, and and, and the, uh, your coaching can only go as deep as the, the journey, the depth of the journey that you've been on. And, and my sense from most of the coaches I know and come across is, is that everyone's on a journey. You know, we're in a helping profession for a, a reason. We do the research because there's me search in it, certainly. You know, oh, I like that me search. Um, uh, it's not mine, I'm afraid, but it's, <laughs> it's, it, it, I'll borrow it, I'll borrow it, and use it wherever I can. There you um, go. Yeah, but there is there is me searching research, so it helps me understand me. But that also helps do that. Now that doesn't mean go and get another certification. That just means you know get yourself a coach, get yourself a supervisor, mm -hmm. uh, read, get involved in coaching groups that discuss deeper issues that are, that are around because it's from it's from our inner selves that we're able to you know the more we i think it's uh, professor bob keegan at harvard that says you know wake up wake up grow up clean up and show up um I, i'm still trying to do some of the the grow up and clean up work because it's never done um, but it does help me it does help me show up a little better every time for clients and as long as you're making a, a some progress even if it's just like marginal gains then you know, over a 12 month period, you, you're going to be a better coach. Yeah. Well, good, good pointing. Good pointing. Uh, per, personally, I'm in a, uh, a uh, advanced generative coaching program for six months that uh, is towards uh, going for my master certified coach designation with the international okay. coaching federation. And so, uh, yes, I'll have uh, mentoring. I'll have supervision. I have already done peer coaching and I've, I haven't done it in a bit. I have to say a couple of years, to be honest. Wow, is it fun to, mm -hmm. to be doing something for myself for a change? No, it's good. It, it, it's good to invest in yourselves. And I, I would say that's, that's one of the best things you can do. Read, yeah. listen to podcasts, talk to other coaches, talk to your supervisors, and talk to clients. Right. Yeah, find out what's going on for them. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I'm um, I'm going to be uh, coaching a client that I met in, well, a friend that I met in Puerto Vallarta who's starting a new business online, and I, I've offered to coach her, and she, and she can be my client during my program. And great, you know. So it's just like these connections. You don't have to always get paid. You can, and nope. okay, Paul, I'm, you're like me. You can't not coach wherever you go anyway. I mean, my, my husband tells me from time to time, it's like, okay, stop using the coaching language. Okay. But it's, it's like, I can't not do it. I know. And, and I think that's true for most, most coaches. We enjoy it. We, we naturally want to help other people and it's, it yeah. comes from a good place. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's good. Oh my gosh. This is awesome. Um, final question. What else would you like our audience to take from this article and this conversation? Actionable items, Paul. Actionable items. Um, I would make a list of five people that you will connect to tomorrow by picking up the phone. Wow, there's right to the point. I'm. I, you got. You got me right away. I'm like, okay, who am I gonna? Because I'm gonna take it on. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. 
And, and oh. I'm not talking about your mom or your dad. Or no, that's anything. already done. Yeah. No, just 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 look through your LinkedIn list and go, okay, who comes to, or think about who comes to mind when you think about that, that, that you like a conversation with that, that you haven't seen, spoken to for a while because we've all had this break and just right. go, how are you doing? We're coming out of this thing. We say, we, you know, yeah. we're all a bit battered and bruised. How's, how are things for you? How are you getting on? And see where the conversation goes. I, th I don't think you need to, and, and just listen. Yeah. Listening ears on. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm excited and nervous at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I'm, and I'm just going to be with it. I'm going to let the names right. and the people show up and uh and be surprised and and joyful about oh wow you know i haven't talked to that person in forever boom paul said i had to call them <laughs> yeah you may you may get a three-hour conversation off the back of it who knows yeah oh then i better save it for saturday because i have clients <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> no, 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 no no you can't do that no, that's that's cheating well i can't dump my coaching clients so it can't be a three-hour well call. that's true that's true you know but, um, i'll do my best i'll work it out well, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so you. much for being here, Paul, for joining us for this Beyond the Page episode. Um, what's the best way for people to reach you if they, they want to call you? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. My phone number's there. Uh, so please do. Um, I'm happy to talk about anything that people would like to talk about. Awesome. And I get that too. And thank you so much for this article. And truly, it it when I read it and, and reread it, it, it helped ground me in possibilities. And it just, it was calming in a way. It was like, oh yeah. And you know, just like you said to that client, breathe. It, you, you put it, there's an inherent call to breathe in your article. Okay, good. Yeah, well, thank, thank you. you. So that's it for this episode of Beyond the Page. For more episodes, subscribe via your favorite podcast app or go to our website because it's there. Don't forget to sign up for a free digital issue of Choice Magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the sign up now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy your journey to mastery.